Good morning, a good Nerev Shabbos, a good Chaydesh, Tammuz. Today, Be'ezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Yuma Daf Samech Aleph. We start seven lines down and two dots. V'chein v'heichal v'chein v'mizbech. What's going on? This is the last Mishnah, guys, of the fifth parak. By Shabbos, we'll be starting a new parak. It behooves us thus to go over uh, the Mishnah and what's been going on. The Mishnah said... Um, in Daf Samech yesterday, which we weren't live for, that everything that we do, in other words, there's a Seder to the order of the Avoida, and it cannot be done out of order. Okay. Now, that is within a certain, uh, within a certain, um, order, I, for lack of a better word. In other words, as the art scroll spells that so nicely, let's do a little bit of Chazara. This is uh, this is in note twenty-two on page sixty-a two. It says first the Kohen Gadol says his first vidui on the par. This is just a portion of what's going what goes on, partial chronological. This is basically Rashi um, who had said it earlier. First he says the vidui over the over, over the par. Then he does the right the um, gairol. To select the Seir Lashem and Seir Lazazel. The Seir Lashem and Seir Lazazel will be the topic of our next parak, the sixth parak. Something to look forward to, and we'll see the importance of it, um, uh, very, very soon. Something to look forward to on Shabbos. Then after, he says the second vidui, the vidui over the par, and then he shechts the par, he brings the ladle with the incense, the shovel with the coals, brings that and burns it in the uh, Kaddish Kadashim, unlike the Tzdukim, as you might recall, who burn it outside the Kaddish Kadashim, he burns it inside. Then he ap- applies the Dam Ha Par in front of the Kaporis. Remember, there's the Kaporis and the Parocha, same letters switched around. Kaporis is the covering of the Aram in the Kaddish Kadashim. The Parochas is what we have in Shul over here, is the curtain to the Kaddish Kadashim. So he's doing it on the Kaporis. Then he shechts the Seer Lashem, applies the Seer Lashem's blood in front of the Kaparis, applies the Par's blood in the Heichal in front of the Paroches, right? At that point he goes outside of the Kaddish Kaddashim, and then he applies the, the Par and then the Seer's blood in the Heichal in front of the Paroches. And then as we, uh, analyzed over the last few days, he mixes the blood of the Par with the blood of the Seer and applies some of that mixture to the Mizbeach HaPnimi that we've been discussing in the configuration that we've been discussing. And then afterwards, uh, as we said, he brings that concoction out into the Mizbeach HaChitzon and pours it down the nostrils, as Andrew um, pointed out. So the Mishnah then points out that it, at a certain point, what happens if he spills? So, you know, like at the end of the parak, you have your bloopers, right? So what if you spill it at any stage. So there, there is a machlokas about whether you have to start all over or just start at the next level. So it says, You have to bring other blood. So at each stage, right, there's bifnim. A, a, so this is the Machlokas, and from that we'll begin. Uh, seven lines down on Samachal from Ralef. The Machlokas is, at each 
Um, the analogy would be I, I, I never was lucky to play a lot of video games. So I, I, I'm, I'll say Super Mario Bros., but I don't really know what I'm talking about. I just know that in a video game, when you reach Lahavdil, a certain level, so then you don't go back to the, le- the first level, right? You go back to, if you get out, you go back to the beginning of that level. So that's the machlokas. Do you go back to the beginning of that level, Lahavdil? Which is to say, each unit, Kodesh Kedashim, Heichal, and Chutz, are distinct levels. Once you've completed all the applications of the blood in that section, then you no longer have to go back to that section. But let's say you get out in the middle of the cut of the Heichal. So then you got to go back to the beginning of the Heichal. That's shita's num- shita number one. You have to go back to the beginning of the Heichal. Mind you, you've spilled all the blood. Where are you going to get the rest of the blood? You have to shecht another animal. And so now you have to shecht another animal and start the application of the blood again. The other shita is that, and we're going to see who the Bali Plukta are, it's Rabbi Meir against the team of Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Shimon. So Rabbi Meir is the one that holds that you go back and shecht another animal and apply it again. Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Shimon hold that no, that wherever you got out, you start out from that point. So whatever progress you made within the Heichal, you just continue from wherever you left off. Okay? Uh, I'll say it outside. The Machlokas, amazingly, the Gemara will say, is from the same Pasuk. The Pasuk says the word achat and the word, and the word chitui, or, or chatas, which is to say it like this. Rameyer is going to say that you can, in fact, right, you have to use within each level only one animal. Only one animal, in other words. So if you, let's say, did like Rav Shemar Belazar and picked up where you left off, then in effect, you'd say animal A and animal B's blood both contributed to you completing that level. You can't do that. The entire level has to be done from the blood of one single animal. So in order to do that, you have to shecht a whole new animal and whatever you did, since you didn't complete it, let's say in the heichal, you have to start all over. And all of that is gonna be from that one animal. And so you start all over on that level and do it all from the blood of one animal. Whereas if Shimon Rebelazar are gonna say no, that not, not one animal, but one blood application, which is to say we don't go back and repeat a blood application. Once you've already applied the dam, then you don't go back. You have to continue. With, it doesn't matter how many animals you use, but you have to continue with just one application of dam. They learn it from the same pasuk as we will see. Uh, just a, a lumdish thing that only gets revealed at the end, but is integral to understanding this, is that in order for this to work, Rabbi Mayer has to hold that, and this is an interesting sort of lumdus, when you dr- spill the blood, let's say in the middle of the heichal, does that affect what you've already done in the Heichal? Does that affect all the progress you've already made in the Heichal? So according to Rabbi Meir, yes. According to Rabbi Meir, what you've done in the Heichal becomes essentially disqualified. It's as if it didn't happen. And therefore, you could, you can start all over again. It's not a double application. Whereas, according to Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon, that's a problem. Because even though you've spilled the blood in the middle, that does not undo the applications that you've already done. And you're not going to reapply the blood, and therefore you must go forward. So now you have the background, and we can move on. So the first thing the Gemara will address is these levels, these stages. Since we brought up these stages, the question is, what is in fact accomplished in these stages? Are we get so the Gemara is actually going to tell us what kapara we get for kapara for which sins we get at each of these levels and what they accomplish as follows. Says the Gemara. So you take the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, this is in Vayikra Tetzayin Lamed Gimel. 
that all of this is mechaper and everything. So let's break it down. This refers to what? Violations of Tumah, only that are lifnai of lifnim. Really, it doesn't, it's a very limited number of human beings that this applies to. This is just to the coin and guttle sort of getting to part himself, right? As Rashi explains, uh, yeah, very few people ever did go in there, Batuma. The coin Gadol only ever is supposed to go in there. Maybe it's referring to the workers, the Mepharshim explained. Anyway, can't go in there, Batuma. And that's what that whole avoda is intended to be mechaper for. Okay, so that doesn't apply to us uh, so much. Oil moed. Okay, the next part of the pasuk zehechal. That's again tuma violations in the hechal. Okay, mizbeach. That's kimashmo tuma violations regarding the mizbeach. Yechaper elu azaros. That's for tuma violations in the azaros. Right. So, uh, in other words. What uh, applies to us here? This is okay, so fine. So all of the avoda, all this that we've been discussing, this whole spiel, if you will, is all just for Tumah in the base of Mikdash. So where do we get our kapara? Says Rashi towards the end of this verse. He's quoting the Gemara that we're going to see soon enough. That the shita is basically, it's quoting Rabbi Yehuda, but really this is also the, the shita, essentially Rabbi Shimon, that us, Levim and Israelim, are going to be getting kapara from one of the avodas and one of the avodas only, which is the Seir Lazazel. The Seir HaMishtaleach is that which is being makapir on Avonus Klal Yisrael. Okay? Now, uh, just continue with the Pasuk, right? So it says, and then it says, So which part of the Avoda is being Mechaper and which part? Yeah, that's, that implies it's referring to the Kohanim. In other words, who is getting the atonement? At this point, it's shifting. It's saying, it doesn't say it explicitly, but it's shifting already to who the Seer Mishaleach is being Mechaper for. So the Kohanim, Kemashman, Am HaKahal, Okay, the rest of the people, says the Gemara, Elu Yisrael, that's us. Uh, actually, Kohanim might be referring to Levim also. So uh, it sounds like Elu Yisrael is just the Yisrael. Yechaper, it's going to be a kapar, Elu Levim, there it is. So they're the Levim. Okay, so we get our own Pasuk, the Levim. Okay, so HaKohanim is Kohanim, Kahal is the, you know, the riffraff, the Yisraelim, no offense guys, and Yechaper is the Levim. Hushvu Kula Lechapar Achas, that teaches us that all of the Kal Israel, Kohanim, Levim, Israelim, all of them are equal with respect to what? Hushvukulon, the Kapara Achas, to this Kapara, Shekulon, Miskapri, Besir, Mishlech, Beshara, Veros. Everybody is going to be getting Kapara with this Sir Lazazel, Sir Mishlech, with respect to all of Eros other than entering the Beis Amikdash Batuma. Every other type of error that you could think of is coming out, is being mechaper by Sir Mishalach, Divir Rabbi Yehuda. That's a sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. And that's what Rashi just quoted. Now, Rabbi Shimon Oimer, Keshem Shadam Haseir, Anase Bifni, Mechaper Lishol, Betumas Mikdash Vikadashov, Kach Dam Hapar, Mechaper Ala Kohanim, Betumas Mikdash Vikadashov. Okay, interesting. So he said like this, right? You may not have noticed this distinction. The Dam of the Seir, right? The power is the power of the Kohen Gadol, right? It's mechaper on kohanim betumas mikdash v'kadoshav. The seir is a mechaper on chal Israel, albeit only betumas mikdash v'kadoshav, as we've illustrated. 
Okay, but that's what the seir and the par, those two separate applications for two separate animals, are addressing, right? Different uh, parts of Klal Yisrael in the Tumas Mikdash Vikadashav. And then, furthermore, Hashem Shem Vidu Shel Seir Hamishtadach Mechaper Al Yisrael Bishar Averos, Kach Vidu Shel Par Mechaper Al Kohan Bishar Averos. Very, very nice. In other words, the vidui is, as you might recall, Vikacha Yaomer Anashem. Right? This is the Kohen Gadol says Vidui twice. Once on Kohanim and B'nai Beso and once for Klal Yisrael. So what Rabbi Shimon is saying is that the Vidui on the Seir accomplishes like the blood of the, she- of the Seir, which is supposed to be, it's that Vidui which is Mechaper on Sharaveros. And, and, and they're just like Again, just like the application of the blood of the seir is mechaper on the tumas mikdash of Kal Yisrael, so too the vidui on the seir is mechaper on sharvesh of Kal Yisrael, and just like the par um, um, is right, all the applications of the blood are mechaper on tumas mikdash v'kadoshav for kohanim, so too the vidui and the par is mechaper on the averos of all the kohanim on sharaveros. Okay, so that's that's the story there. What does, what does Seir Mishtaleach accomplish? So, I guess Rabbi Shimon would say that it's a combination of, right, the, uh, the Vidui on the, on the Seir as well as the Seir Mishtaleach. Okay, so six lines up from the wide. The Mishta talking about, uh, the, the bloopers. What happens if you get out in the middle? So, Tanar Abanan. We're gonna have a Brysa here, and the Brysa is gonna have an interesting structure, and it's gonna explain what happens at, at each stage. So, here we go. Vechile Mechap Eret Kodesh. Vechila means, right, finished. He finished Mechaper the Kodesh. That means when he finishes the Lifnaim Lifnaim. Oel Moed Zehechal. Oel Moed. So again, this whole idea. Vechila Mechaper, the Pasuk here is Vayikra Ted Zayin, right, Chaf. So it says, Vechila Mechaper at the Kodesh, Vesol Moed, Vesamizbech, Vehikri Vesayir Hachai. So what this Pasuk accomplishes, the Gemara is saying, is this concept of levels, right, that yeah, by, by um, stating Explicitly, each stage, it's saying, these are stages, levels that you reach. So, one is the Lifnayim Fnim, the second is the Heichal, and the Mizbeach, Kemeshmo, right? The third is the Mizbeach, which is what it sounds like. Says the Gemara, Melamet Shekul and Kapara, Kapara B'Fnei Atzman. Each is the distinct unit of Kapara. And Mikan Amru, Nason, Miktas, Matanus, Shebifnim, Menishbach Adam, Yovi Dama, Cherve, Yatchil, Betchil, Matanus, Shebifnim. So here's, we get to what I mentioned, which is the structure of the Brisa. It's going to take us through each level, and at each level, it's going to have the same machlokas as if it's, right, as if it applies only to that level. And the reason it's structured like this, I mean, I don't know why it's structured like this, but it's, it definitely underscores this concept that each level you have, uh, the machlokas, right, bifnei atzma. So again, so it, it says that at each level, where it's lefnaim or in the heichal or by the mizbeach, if you spilled, right, and got out in the middle of that level, then you have to bring other blood. This is the Shittas Rabbi Meir. And you start uh, all over, but at that distinct level, depending whichever level you reached. To which we see the Machlokas, just as we do in our Mishnah, Rabbi Leazar, Rabbi Shimon, that you actually uh, find yourself when you get the next, me- when you get, uh, when you come back and get the blood, you start exactly from where you live, uh, left off. So the Tanakhama continues. That was the Ftaim Nifnim. What about Gamar Tamatanos Shibifnim? Nishbach Adam. 
So again, as we said, now we're going to say, you finished, you completed the level of Kaddish Kaddashim, now you are in the Heichal. So, start all over with the Heichal. But if you get out in the middle of the Heichal, then you start all over, but not in the, not from the beginning of Kaddish Kaddashim, from that level which you reached in the Heichal. And again, right, we're going to go through this now a third time. Uh, we did it a second time, now we're going to go through a third time. Again, Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shimon are going to say that you start where you left off in the Heichal as well. But again, nobody says you have to go back to the Kaddish Kaddashim. Now, the third part of the Mishnah, the Tanakhama is going to say, So now you finish the Kaddish Kaddashim, you finish the Heichal, you spilled it on your way, right, towards the Mizbeach. Yavi Damacher. So start the, the, the Matanas HaMizbeach all over from a new animal. Right, so again, the, the only thing is here, right, why is it saying it twice? Because just two separate scenarios. One is when you spill it before you ever apply the, the Mizbeach. There it should be. Uh, then there the Chiddush is that you don't have to go back to the Kodesh Kodeshim or the Echal. And the other scenario is you already did some of the applications on the Mizbeach. Same din, right, you have to go back to the beginning. That is the sheet of the Tanakhama. Right? And Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon Amrim, Mimakum Shapasak, Humatchil, and so in the Mizbeach, right? Machlokas, once you spilled it in the middle of the Mizbeach, do you go back to the beginning of the Mizbeach or to where exactly where you left off? And that is the third part of the Brysa. Now, the fourth and final part of the Brysa is finishing it off. Interestingly, Gamar Matanashim Mizbeach, Vanishbach Adam. So now, you completed the Karshakadashim, you completed the Heichal, you completed the Matanashim Mizbeach, as we outlined in the beginning today. Um, what happens then? Nishbech Adam, you spilled it. Okay, well, you already did all the Avodah, no? Right, in other words, there is one thing left to do, which is you have to go outside, and you have to go to the Mizbech zone and you have to pour the blood out on the, into the nostrils, right down the drain. So, so everybody agrees that while that may be called an Avodah, not called an Avodah, it's not integral. It's not Me'akev, which is to say, you don't have to go back to anything. You've already completed the Gavari, you've got uh, the Avodah, you've done all the Kapara. So even though that's ideal to pour it down the drain, if you were a klutz and you finished everything, but then you poured it all over the floor, so we are going to need to sponge that up, but we're not going to have to redo the Avodah. Okay, so that, that's what we're going to see. We're going to have an analogy to a different Avodah where we're also going to have this last stage. It's not Me'akev. But I've said too much. Let's continue with the Gemara. Amar Yochanan. So here he brings up the interesting uh, point, which we alluded to before, which is that this machlokas of whether you go back to the beginning of the level or pick up where you left off is in fact brought out of an interpretation of the same pasuk, like a diametrically opposed uh, interpretation of the same pasuk. What does the pasuk say? As we said, This is Shmo Slamid Yud. Yes, you heard it right. It says Achas Bishana twice. Now, Rabbi Meir Savar, how do we know it's Rabbi Meir? Up until now, we didn't bring up Rabbi Meir, but the point is, the Stam Mishnah is Kirby Meir. So, so the Tanakama, which is Rabbi Meir, holds, Chatas Achas Amarti Lachav, Loshte Chataz, as we said, right? Rashi explains, So the fact that it says Chatas, uh, and says, but Bashana, Pamachas Bashana, he thinks that that means only one animal, okay? And therefore, right, you, if you, if you, 
if you ended up picking up where you left off, as Rav Shimon Rav Laza suggests, so then the first part of the avoda would be done by animal A, and the second part of the avoda would be done by animal B. That's no good. Okay, so what would Rav Laza and Rav Shimon say to that? Rav Laza Rav Shimon savri chitui echad amarti lecha. Vloshnei chituyin. Even though it says chatos, they mean chitui, which again, Rashi explains, leshanos ha-zaha shtei pa'amim. Right, to learn that you cannot have two hazas, meaning once you've already done the hazah, it counts, and you can't go back and do two applications in the same spot. So therefore, you shech the second animal, it doesn't matter how many animals you do, and you just pick up where you left off. So that is uh, a quite a uh, different shita indeed. Now, interestingly enough, we're going to see the same machlokas, almost the same brisa structure, with a different avoda, not having to do with Yom Kippurim, but rather having to do with what? The oil application of the Nazir. What's going on with this? Uh, um, I'm sorry, with the Metzorah. With the oil application of the Metzorah. We'll give a little background and then, we'll, and then we will uh, read it inside. The Metzorah, as you know, has a purification process before he wants to re-enter society, right? Before his re-entry. He has eight day purification before he, uh, and then he has to be, right, because to eat kachim, you have to be tar. And so he wants a, a, a he wants to, uh, a purification process. So, what does he do? First, he brings a carbon asham, right, a keves, ash, an asham, uh, on the eighth day, and some other, some other carbonus, and then a lug of what? Shemen. Okay. What happens? What's the procedure? The Karn waves the Asham together with the Shaman, shechts the Asham, applies the blood to the right ear, right thumb, and right big toe of the Metzorah. We discussed, it's the very, very beginning of Zvachim. This is going to become, uh, relevant. We discuss where the coin Gadol, where the coin and the uh, Metzorah are standing when it happens. The Metzorah can't enter until he's purified. It means he stands at the threshold. Right, of the Azar over there, it's not Pashut. It's not Pashut because we're going to see, uh, some of this oil ends up in, in the, in the holiest of places over here. And so, be that as it may, he does the application of the oil. Then he pours some of the oil on the left palm of another Kohen, dips his right forefinger into the oil, sprinkles it seven times towards the Kodesh Kodashim. So that's where it gets interesting because, right, the actual, um, right, how, how this works, is the mechanics of how he ends up from one end of the, of the Azar and the other is we're going to leave it aside, but we're going to stand Pashup shot because we know he applies it on the Kodesh Kodashim. And this is where it becomes similar to the application of the blood in the Kippur because first he has some spritzing of the oil on the Kodesh Kodashim. Then he takes more oil from the other coin, from other coin's palm and, and puts it on the Mitzorah's right ear, right thumb, big toe. And then whatever is left, he places the oil. How do you, how do you wipe it? Does he wipe it on his tunic? No. He wipes it on the Mitzorah's head. Okay? He pours the rest on the Mitzorah's head. So now, this is the, this is the procedure. So now we're going to have the same machlokas, uh, according to Rabbi Yochanan, between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar and Shimon on this procedure. Watch this. It's Tanya, I'm a Rebbe, li chilek Rabbi Yaakov belugin. What is, what is Rebbe saying? That Rabbi Yaakov thinks that the log of oil used in the process of the Mitzorah is different than the application of the blood. Again, we just went through the whole uh, procedure of the application of the blood, and we said that at the end, the application of the throwing the blood down the drain is not me'akev. What Rebbe is saying here is that 
everything is going to be parallel here. We're going to have a machlokas about the oil of the mitzorah, but that last stage of pouring the rest of it or smearing the rest of the oil on the mitzorah's head, whereas in the blood applications, that's not, that's just like flushing it down the toilet. It's, it's, it's getting rid of the waste and it's not me'akev and it's not essential to the avoda. In the case of the mitzorah, don't confuse it. We're not just like, oh, we have this oil, we don't know what to do with it, so we'll pour it on the Mitzorah's head like it's Nickelodeon. No, we're saying that's part of the avoda. That smearing it into his, smearing the oil into his head for um, uh, for the uh, for the application is in fact part of the avoda. I know that Andrew uh, likes to likes to moisten his skin with with essential oils because he used to ha- he used to have a very dry T zone, but now now it's moist like a baby's bottom. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, here we go. Okay, Velo. Okay, so again, uh, Rebbe said that he, that Rabbi Yaakov it holds that the application of the oil on the on the Mitzar's head is different than the throwing out of the blood in the mizbech. So the Gemara says, Velo. Wait a minute, is that true? That Rabbi Meir would not agree in the case of the Mitzorah? So, uh, so so let's see. Let's just go through the brisa and we'll see whether it's similar or not. Vehatanya. Here's the brisa by the Mitzorah. As follows. Right? So everything sounds very similar. Let's say we just outlined what the avoda is for the Mitzorah. So let's say in the middle, you spilled the oil. So, See the similarity, guys? That there is a machlokas. Tanakama, which is her mayor, says that you go back and wherever stage you reached, you do the applications of the oil again. Rabbi Shimon, as they said by the blood, says you pick up where you left off. Fine. Then, Okay, so that was true for the Heichal. Let's say you finished everything in the Heichal, and now you spilled the Lug. Birnbaum was getting all worked up last night about whether this is geographically correct based on which procedure is done in what part of the of the Beis Amikdash, when with respect to the uh, Mitzara, because again, it is a little different, right? The Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur is starting out in the Kodesh, is starting out, goes into the Kodesh Kodashim. It's very straightforward. You start, uh, you go into Kodesh Kodashim, then you go into the Heichal, and then you go out and pour it out in the Mizbech HaChitzon. With the Mitzara, there's a little back and forth because you have the Mitzara after all, standing at the doorway to the Chatzar. So, Let's, let's disregard that geographic, uh, conundrum over here and, uh, just look at it sort of abstract, which is when you finish the Avodos and the Echal, and let's say you spill there, So, again, same structure. So now you're doing something outside of the Hechal. You're doing it by Behonos. mind you, that's out in the Chatzar, so that's the next level. And so, but you have to start those all over again, according to Tanakama. Uh, Let's say you're already in the chatzar and you're applying the oil to the ear, the toe, and the and the and the, uh, and the thumb, and in the middle, you you know, oil is slippery. You you spilled it all on the floor. So according to Tanakama, you have to start that application all over again. No, whichever digit you were up to, that's where you pick up from. So that sounds very much. Like the Machlokas or Mayor and Rabbi Shimon with regards to the blood. Do you go back to the beginning of that level or do you start where you left off? <clears throat> now, here is where it's supposed to be the, the big difference. Let's say you finished all the application on, right, 
the, on the of, of spritzing the blood inside of the the oil inside, and the application on the digits of the matzora. Divrei hakol matnos harosh lo me'akvos. Everybody agrees that matnos harosh lo me'akvos. Wait a minute. So everybody agrees that it doesn't that the application that the oils are not essential oils. You see what I did there? That they, it's not me'akev. Okay. Well, that's exactly what we said by the blood. So what did Rabbi Yaakov? What did Rebbe say that when he said, Rabbi Yaakov said that it's not like the blood. It is exactly like the blood. So that's what the Gemara says. So the Gemara, so you know, this, was a, this whole b'risa was a kasha. Rabbi Yaakov made it sound like the application of the oil was going to be ma'akev. And that if you spilled it before you put it on the head of the Mitzorah, you'd have to go back. But the b'risa says, with favor, you don't have to go back. So the Gemara has to amend the b'risa. And the first one. And it says, no, Rebbe didn't say that Rebbe Yaakov holds that it's different. Actually, he said that Rebbe Yaakov said it's exactly the same. Let's see that inside. Ema, li shana Rebbe Yaakov belugin. Remember, before he says, chilek Rebbe Yaakov belugin. That's not what it says. The price means shana Rebbe Yaakov belugin, which is to say the avoda of the same rule that applies by the avoda of the right application of the blood in, right, in, on Yom Kippur, that is, in fact, the same exact structure as the application of the oil on the Mitzorah. And just like in the application of the blood, once you've done the avoda, the getting rid of the blood into the drain is not me'akev. Similarly, the dumping the oil into the Mitzorah's head is also similarly not me'akev. Very nice. Okay. Now, just to examine this price a little bit. Amar mar, matnos harosh ein me'akvos, my taima. What would be the reason that it's not me'akev? Well, you got to look at the pasuk. The pasuk says in Vayikra, um, the pasuk says, "Where is where is Vayikra is a shaman?" Yeah, Vayikra yadal chavtes. Vayikra min a shaman, Asher al kafakoyin yiten al rosh b'tar achaper alav lifnei Hashem. Well, noisim min a shaman sounds like the leftover shaman. So, leftover shaman makes it sound like you've done the avoda, right? The rest is noisar. You've already finished the avoda, uh, the avoda. Now you have leftovers. So, if that's the source of this din that the matanos harosh of the oil by the matzor is not me'akev so then I know it's I'll buy that however we do have a, another pasuk that's in Vayikra uh, Bey's Gimel that talks about the korban mincha where we know that the kohanim eat that and yet even though despite despite the fact that he uses the word noisar of this mincha it doesn't assume that the avod has been done and that that stuff could be thrown that flour could be thrown out so, so the word Naisar in and of itself does not suggest that it's leftovers and is not me'akev because we know that those leftovers of the mincha are in fact me'akev, they're part of the avoda. So the Gemara says no, that does not necessarily mean that. It could be that Naisar by oil means that it's not me'akev and it's just leftovers and Naisar by the mincha does not mean that because there's extra, there's an extra Naisar with regards to the matzara. In the Mitzorah, we double down on the word Nosar because it says, shiny Hasam, says the Gemara. Right? You look back at the Pasuk, um, it says, Mi Yeser, and then Hanosar afterwards. So that is, in fact, right, because Pasuk, Vayikar Yadad Chavtes says, Vayikar Min Hashemin, but earlier in Yadad Yudzain, it says, Mi Yeser Hashem, Ashok Apoi, Tenakoyan, Tuchaozam, Teher, Imnit, Boyadamnit, Vakon, Vodalamnit. So, anyways, when we're applying it on his digits, we're already calling it Yeser. And then recalling it Noisar afterwards. So we double down on this Noisar. So that's real, real Noisar. And that is not a feature of the way we describe it, the Menachos. So we could see why the word Noisar could be the source of the fact that the oil is not Me'akev. Good. 
Okay, so now we're going to get into the lambdas implication between Reb Meir and Reb Lazar Shimon. We, we are discussing this machalka, so whether you pick up where you left off or go back to the beginning of that level. So to that, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, as we turn to Samech Alpha and Beis, Ashem Mitzorah Shashachto Shalolishmo. What's going on here? So like we said in the case of Mitzorah, he brings an Ashram, right? So, so let's say, right, the Mitzorah brings an Ashram, okay, and... It was, however, not brought properly. Okay, so he's doing the whole avoda, but the the the, the Rashi explains first Rashi and some chalaf and beis. Kegon l'shem olo l'shem shlamin ve'amar mar. This is the first mission zvachim. Kol hazvachim shenishchatu shalali shman k'sherin ela shalo alu lebalim l'shem chayva. That, in other words, this is not this is not a, a, a korban that needs to be thrown out and burnt and, and thrown and thrown out. It's a kasher korban. But it's an ineffective carbon with respect to the kapara for the mitzvah, the, the tahara of the mitzvah. Right? The mitzvah isn't going to become tahara from this carbon. In other words, we don't say get that carbon out of here. You mess the whole thing up. We could still bring the carbon and eat it and whatnot. But you cannot, you cannot uh, expect that this is going to help for the mitzvah's purification process. Okay. So there we have a machlokas too, says the Gemara. Bonner the machlokas are made of Lazar Shimon. Rabbi Meir, the Amar Yavi Acher Riyatchil Betchila, right? Rabbi Meir, who said, and this is where the Lamdas comes to a head. Rabbi Meir, who, with regards to the application of the blood, said, let's check another animal and start all over. So, Hachanami Yavi Acher Riyishchot. So here too, right? He. We see he's willing to shecht another animal, sacrifice another animal in order to redo the process from the beginning. So here he's going to again. With the, the ashram was brought in incorrectly. The carbon is kosher, but it has no efficacy as far as being matire the mitzora. So he says, bring another animal. Let's bring another ashram. This, we have to be matire this mitzora. That is Ramir Shita. However, the Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Shami, Mimakam, Shapasak, Shamu, Matchil, Hacha, Ein, Lo, Takana. The Mitzorah is stuck. We cannot bring another animal. If we can't bring another animal, this is wild. We're doing the whole Avodah, and we're not going to be him. He's stuck. He's going to be tummy for a long time. Wow. Um, so this is where Rashi, with, with Rameyer, at the end of that Rameyer Rashi, says, That's where Rashi like teases out the lambdas, right? That, in other words, the Sheetahs of Rameyer, that you could bring another one, it's as if he didn't bring one at all because it was ineffective, right? So therefore, that's fine. But according to Rabbi Lazar Shimon, right, it says, says Rashi, right? Because, because this first one that he brought, it was Chashev, he brought it, he brought it, and the Pasuk says, says Rashi in Vayikra, Keves, Keves Echad, Asham, Asham Echad Amarti Lechav, Loshte Ashamos. It literally says you can only bring one animal. So what's going on? Says Rashi, Hilchachelot Takana. You, the, the Pasuk puts you in a bind. You cannot bring another animal. And therefore, if you can't bring another animal, and the original Asham was done, Shalolishma, this, this, uh, Mitzorah is not going to get Kapara. Wow. So now, Matkiflor of Chista. Rav Chisa is challenging Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan is saying that it's not the same thing. This is not, this machlokis remain, Rav Lazar Shimon, even though it sounds, right, with regards to this ashram that was not done, right, with the proper kavana, even though it sounds exactly like the application of the dumb, as Rashi explains, the svara is the same. It's not the same because there's a gzeus akasiv, says Rav Chisa. Va'osoksiv. Right, this is what we just mentioned in Rashi itself. That the fact that it says by the Asham Oso means that only it could be brought, which means that even Rameir would have to agree, 
That's the point. That even Rameer would have to agree that the coin, that the Mitzorah has no recourse if the Ashram was brought, right? Um, if the Ashram was brought w- with the wrong Kavana, even Rameer would have to agree that you can't just go bring another Ashram because the Pasuk explicitly says you only can bring one sheep. Kasha. And the Gemara concedes. That's in fact very difficult. We don't know what Rabbi Yochanan was thinking because it's really Mamish Kenegad the Psukim. Um, and it's the, quite a difficulty for the Mitzorah. Now, as the Mephoshim point out, whenever we say Tiyufta, we're really stuck. When we say Kasha, we're okay. Hmm. What's the Teretz? How are we okay? How do we get out of this? We don't, we don't know. The article says, see the Siach Yitzchak for a possible solution. And, uh, Andrew, get back to us tomorrow with the Siach Yitzchak. It's Shabbos. All right, fine, Monday. You have to Monday. Okay, you have to first get some sleep. You only have like two hours sleep. Uh, Andrew got stuck in Islip coming back from Ash's wedding. Okay. Tanya Kavaseidir Yochanan. But he still made it. You're, you're, uh, you're showing us all up, Andrew. But you cheated. You probably came straight to Shul. You didn't even go to your house. That's seven lines down on Samech Alavim Beis. Tanya Kavasei de Rabbi Yochanan. We actually have a b'risa that holds like Rabbi Yochanan. It says, Asher Metzor Shashachto Shlozishmo. Okay, so, so Rav Chista thought we were in a bind and that we could not get out of it. But it turns out there's a b'risa like Rabbi Yochanan. The Bryce says, if you have an Asher Metzor, as we've been discussing, Yishachto Shlozishmo, Oshalon Asan Bidam Lagabe Behonos, you messed up the Avon in some other way. You didn't apply it onto the Mitzorah. So whatever it is, you, you have to go ahead and reapply. So I raise it, Ola Lagabim is So you still bring it as a carpet, as we mentioned. Vitaun Nisachim. And again, you go through the whole procedure. In other words, the, right, the, uh, Mitzorah is not going to get any atonement from this procedure, but you still go through the motions, right? That's a Chiddush in its own right, right? That you don't, in other words, it's one thing to bring it as a carbon, but we go through the motions of the applications of all the stuff, all the nesachim and all the things, um, with this carbon that was shalolishma. But the Bryce says, Vitzarich Asham Acher Lachshiro. And like we would have said, like Rabbi Yochanan would have said with, by, with regards to Rabbi Meir, you do bring another, another, uh, Asham. That's amazing. I don't know what we do with the Pasuk. So, amazing. You bring the Tzarech Hashem you do bring, just like Rabbi Yochanan said, it's like Shittas Rav Meir and Esfar all the way through. So the Gemara says, however, wait a minute. But Rav Chista would say, in his defense, what does the Bryce mean when it says Tzarech? It says, V'tzarech Hashem Acher Lachshiro. So wait a minute. We think that's a Bryce that says that you do, in fact, bring another Karban, just like Rav Meir would say within Rabbi Yochanan. But no, the Gemara says that's not what it means. It just means that he needs another Asham. But it doesn't mean that you bring another Asham. It just means that he's lacking it. Yeah, he sure could use one, but he's not getting it. That's what the Gemara is saying here. According to Rav Chista, who says that even a mayor would agree that you don't bring another Asham, what does it mean when it says, Yeah, that he could sure use one badly, but he can't get one. And he therefore has no recourse. So he's consistent. We don't actually bring it. We just need it. The Gemara says, is that true? Do we ever see that Lashon in a Brisa where we say Tzarech and it means that you don't actually do it, you just need it badly? Gemara says, in, yes, in fact, we do. Wait a minute, let's see. We have a Brisa. The Brisa says, Nazir Mimurat. That's why I said Nazir before, guys. Nazir, not a Mitzorah here, but here, let's say you have a Nazir. Mimorat means bald as an eagle. He's totally bald. He has no hair. Mind you, a Nazir is supposed to grow out his hair. But some people are just bald. So if Telly Savalas, right, was a Nazir, it's a 70s reference. So then he's what? He's not going to, 
I mean, be able to grow Halavai, he, should, he could grow out of his hair. He can't. But here's the thing. A, a Nazir with a full head of hair has to shave it off. So what does Tali Savalas do if he was a Nazir when he comes to shave it off? So, says the Brisa, tar. Right, you have to go through the motions of passing a razor over your bald head, right? Because that's just part of the procedure. That's Uvesil, that's Bechamai's Shita, right? Bechamai Omrim Tsar Chavaras Tar. Uvesil Omrim ain't Tsar Chavaras Tar. Bechamai says, listen, he's bald. Forget about the razor. So, Rabbi Avina is sounding like what we said in defense of Rav Chista, if you're keeping score at home. That when Bechamai says that he needs to shave with the razor, he means he needs to, but he can't. Right? And therefore, he has no takana. In other words, wild. A bald, bald-headed Nazir can't get kapara. Because in order to get, right, can't get tara. Because part of the tara process is to shave off your hair. So don't, don't be the bald, don't be the wise guy who's bald and says he's going to be a Nazir and not grow your hair. Okay, wild. So now 16 lines down on Samachal from Bez, we say that Ravina's explanation is not necessarily accepted by everyone. Upliga de Rabbi Padas. We have somebody by the name of Rabbi Padas. I don't know if we've seen him yet. Dama Rabbi Padas, Beishama Rabbi Lazar, Amru Davar Echad. He says, no. That Beishama and Rabbi Lazar, right, Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon, are like Shitas Beishama. Beishama had the Amran. Beishama says that, like we said, not like, not like uh, Rabbi Avina said. That he does have a recourse. And Rabbi Lazar, if he doesn't have, right, so one thing that a Nazir could, la- uh, uh, that a Nazir could lack is hair. Uh, another thing that a Metzorah could lack in the application of the blood on his digits is digits. What if he's missing fingers? He doesn't have a thumb on his right hand or a big toe on his right foot. That is Shitas, right, uh, Tanakama. Rabbi Lazar says, no, you put it where, right, the closest thing, right? You put it where his, his digits would be, uh, even though they're missing, right? Like if a person, we know Bar Mitzvah boy, um, one of my son's Camp Simcha camper, great kid, happiest kid you ever met in your life. He's missing arms, but he has a little stub of an arm. That's where he puts on his tefillin. Right, you can't put it in exactly where normally you would, but that's where he put. So, so here you apply it to where the closest place where it would be. And Reb Shimon Omer im nasan al shel small yatsa. Reb Shimon says you could put it. All right, you suppose put it on the right, but put it on the left if all you have is the left. So we see that we do have some recourse uh, with regards to that. And so it's not exactly what Ravina is saying. Tzarech could mean that you do have recourse indeed. Okay, 15 lines down. The Torah said the coin has to take from the blood of the Asham. And, okay, so Yochel Bekli. You might have thought, it could be thought that he takes it in the Kli, just like when he does the sprinkling on Yom Kippur. Talmud Lomar Nasan. Nasan, it sounds like he's taking it uh, by hand, okay, to the Mitzorah. And once we know that the Nasina is done by hand, so too the Lakicha should, literally the coin receives the blood in his cupped hands, not in his, or in his hands, not in a kli. So the Gemara says, So maybe we should say that also with regards to the Mizbeach. No, because the word chatas is mentioned, the word chatas involves a kli, and therefore it would also involve the kli. Uh, you must therefore conclude and say that two kohanim separately receive the blood, right? Because we do have a chatas portion too. 
So, achad b'yad ve'achad b'klis. So now you've learned a detail that's uh, very important, that one coin receives the blood, that there's two kohanim. One receives it in his hand, the other receives it in a kli. Zeshikiv b'klis, balo etzel mizbeach. So he who's throwing it on the mizbeach is actually being mekabel b'klis, as we said. Zeshikiv b'yad, balo etzel mitzorah. And he who received it in his hand is going and applying it to the mitzorah. So we're up to the section, seven lines up at the bottom, on samachalaf and bays. And to those of you who are soldiering on, Hadron uh, Allah, I wish you uh, a lot of luck and joy in reaching Sanch Bezam and Aleph. And to those of you who just joined the Minion, the next parak, parak uh, Shishi, we're going to be talking about the Sir Mishtaleach. And as we learned in today's daf, that is in fact where we're all getting the Kapara. So Kedai to be Ma'ayan there. Everybody have a great Shabbos.